You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome to the show. Oh, it's a steamy one out there this weekend. And lots of fantastic outdoor events uh, seem to be going on. I was scrolling through Twitter and Instagram um, from the comfort of my air-conditioned condo (laughs) and saw that there's like a giant garage sale at Trinity Bellwoods Park. There's also the Dundas West Festival going on on Dundas, I think between Lansdowne and Ossington. Lots of great stuff going on. So if you have a chance to get out there, um, do it. I obviously can't tell you, it's basically do as I say, not as I as I do, as I sit in an air-conditioned studio as well. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, I am live with you until 4 p.m. You can feel free to text in 71010. Also, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PayChen, on Snapchat, PayChen Eats. Uh, I'm really thrilled to have my uh, guest in studio with me uh, for the hour. Now, this might surprise you and it won't surprise it. It won't surprise some of you. It'll surprise others. But uh, some people insist that the best food in the city isn't in the city. They would tell you that it's in places like Scarborough, Brampton, Mississauga, Rexdale, that it's not in a big flashy restaurant with uh, Edison light bulbs and beautiful art that it's in a dingy little plaza, a place that just has plastic cutlery, but that there you will find some of the best food you've ever eaten. So my guest is Suresh Das. He's a food and drink writer. He does many things, but that's what some of you might know him for. Uh, he's actually been a friend for several years. We uh, we met we met online, Suresh, which uh, I feel did. like is we how did. many friendships start now. We met through Twitter, I think. We did meet through Twitter, and it was through food, basically. When you start kind of finding people who have common interests and uh, and share similar opinions, you're like, hey, this is kind of a person I want to know. This is someone I want to interact with. So I've known Suresh for a couple of years, and uh, he's always been a champion of good food and sharing his findings, no matter where they happen to be. And I think what's really great about you, Suresh, is, you know, we both live in the city, excuse me, so Mm -hmm. we're very on top of... What's opening up downtown, you know, along uh, Queen West, uh, King Street. Um, We, you know, have a lot of mutual acquaintances and the the food industry is uh, pretty tight in the city. So you think of a lot of the celebrity celebrity type chefs or ones that are pretty well known Mm -hmm. uh, in the city. But because of where you grew up, which was in Scarborough, you've actually become quite a champion for what a lot of people would say is ethnic food. Yes. Yeah. It's commonly referred to as that. Does that, do you like that description or not? Um, I personally don't care for the description. I mean, people seem to hate the word ethnic. I don't really care. I just care about the food. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in, international cuisine is the best way to describe it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you said, in Toronto, when like, we both work in the industry and I, I, I write about food, so it's pretty easy to get a sense of the pulse in terms of what's opening in the downtown core. But uh, with the burbs, it's hard to get that sense because a lot of these places don't have websites or, or Instagram accounts. So you kind of have to drive around, and that's you know kind of what I do. They're they're the little like mom and pop places yeah. for, in many um, circumstances. So y- there was actually a great uh, story written about you uh, in the Toronto Star, and it was written by another mutual friend of ours, someone I also met on the internet, uh, Karan Liu. So mm-hmm. he wrote a really nice little profile about you, calling you a Scarborough's unofficial food ambassador, which I thought was quite a nice title. It's very sweet of him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> did he consult you on that, or did he just put that out there in print? No, he didn't consult me. He just basically <laughs> asked me to take him on a food tour, which mm-hmm. I did, and uh, 
he had a great time. He really got into it. We had some really awesome food, and then he gave me that title, which is amazing. <laughs> well, Carr himself doesn't live downtown either, but he works downtown, and he is you know he knows of all the restaurants in the city. So I think he's he's mentioned that some of the great places that he didn't know about are actually just minutes from his house. Yeah, so he lives in North York, and um, I think his criteria was take me to places that I've never seen before, uh, heard of um, in the general sort of North York Scarborough vicinity. Mm-hmm. So we hit places that are literally you know like one bus ride from him and. Uh, you know, I think the beauty is that when you're driving in the burbs, most of these places, if not all, are in plazas, right? It's all about plaza eating. Yeah. And it's easy to drive by a plaza and miss that small sign in the corner that says, you know, like, oh, okay, authentic Zanzibarian food or whatever. So I think, you know, it's easy when you're on the bus ride or when you're on your phone mm-hmm. and you're Snapchatting and you're Instagramming to, to, to skip these places if they don't have these standalone buildings. Also, those places often don't look very inviting, Suresh. Like, I grew up in the burbs of Nova Scotia, Mm -hmm. where, you know, the plazas, you're like, yeah, you kind of snub your nose at them. They don't have a a fancy sign. It doesn't look, oftentimes, they don't look that inviting. They don't. um, Very little seating. Mm -hmm. Most oftentimes, there's no seating. So they're designed to facilitate this, you know, this culture of eating in Scarborough and the burbs where... Food's often um, a takeout, and it's taken home to enjoy back with the family at the dining table. So a lot of these places don't have seating. Uh, they're very low budget in terms of decor and aesthetics. But when you look look past those things, you find some pretty uh, authentically made food that tells a story of a certain time and place. So it may not be authentic Trinidadian food right mm-hmm. now, but it speaks to like authentic Trinidadian food from like the 1970s, that this right. one family... Is, is putting out um, after they emigrated and moved to, to Canada in the 70s. Now, uh, you also do food tours, which we'll talk about a bit later in the show. But obviously, after the Star article came out, there was a lot of interest in the food tours that you do because for people... Actually, I don't think it's just downtown people. It might be that someone in Mississauga is interested in a Scarborough food tour, you know, just a place that they're they're not familiar with. Um, and I, I know that you know, there's there's been a lot of interest. And you kind of focus on Scarborough specifically because that's where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in Scarborough. I um, was born in Sri Lanka and Colombo, and we came to Canada in 1990. And uh, I grew up in Scarborough you know, up until the last 11 years. So, um, I mean, going to school in Scarborough, I had a good mix of friends, and we would constantly eat out. And the cool thing about my group uh, growing up was that everyone was of a different uh, background. So you were eating, like, noodles for, for breakfast, and you'd go for, like, a Trinidadian, like, buffet lunch, and, like, you'd have... Sri Lankan for dinner. And it was really interesting to, to sort of like explore this cultural mosaic of Toronto through the food lens. Um, so, I mean, I, I know a lot of these places. And after moving downtown, you know, like writing about food and whatever, um, I always had that advantage to write about the burbs because I know uh, of these places. And I know kind of this, I have this radar to get around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people would, would ping me and, you know, chefs would ping me and say like, where should I go for this? Or I'm uptown picking up uh, so-and-so, and I want to be able to pick up some noodles in between. Where should I go? So it naturally kind of snowballed from there. So you became the guy who knew. So is, it, is most of the food Sri Lankan food that you know of, or is it like a mix of all different cultures and countries? It's always been a mix. Um, I know a good mix of food up in Scarborough, but I, I usually am asked for Sri Lankan food mm-hmm. because I'm Sri Lankan and um, because of the hospitality industry in the, in the downtown core where majority of the kitchens uh, in, the, in the restaurant industry employ Sri Lankans. And so chefs, non-Sri Lankan chefs that are employing them hear about this great food and they want to know where to get it. 
and there are very few places in the downtown core to get the food. That was going to be my next question, which is where can I get Sri Lankan food down in, in Toronto, like in the downtown area? Can I, or is that something that you actually do go to the Burbs for? So two years ago, I would have said you have to go to the Burbs, mm-hmm. um, you know, which means you have to rent a car because transit is not really easy to get some of these places. But now there's actually a really awesome Sri Lankan takeout joint in the downtown core at Queen and Spadina. Why that's near me? Yeah, it's called Saffron Spice Kitchen. Yes. Uh, it's owned by this uh, young guy who, you know, is quite confident with his cooking and he's really putting his riff on traditional Sri Lankan food, kind of, you know, mixing a few cultures here and there, but it is really, really tasty. I mean, I've, I go there all the time. Now, for people like myself who actually have no clue, what what is kind of, you know, traditional Sri Lankan food? Is it certain uh, certain types of food, certain spices, certain flavors? Well, so you, it's... Somewhat similar to Indian food. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the national dish is basically rice and curry. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you can take that a million different ways. So you have like, you know, like white rice with a bean curry or you have it with chicken curry or mutton curry. Um, I think generally speaking, and this is a very broad way to describe it, when you look at uh, Indian curries and Sri Lankan curries, generally speaking from north to south India, curries get darker mm-hmm. and thinner and spicier. And when you get to Sri Lanka, which is a separate country, obviously, um, they are very, very dark, sort of thin, very pepperish, um, cumin-based, um, spicy curries. And, you know, they're almost always consumed with rice instead of like, the, you know, the non-breads of, oh, of right, India. Yeah. Uh, and uh, roti is also very predominantly used. There is a lot of uh, veggie curry, it's like beans and eggplant and potato. Well, Indian food is really one of the most veggie-friendly, I think of. So I'm not sure if Sri Lankan food is that... Same way where they use a lot of pulses, you know, and, and beans and lentils and, and make these like full dishes, main uh, meals out of it. Whereas in North America, we tend to lean towards the, the meats as our protein. Yes. Um, veggies, uh, like, there are a lot of veggie dishes in the Sri Lankan uh, food spectrum, uh, especially with this range of food uh, items called short eats. And short eats are basically like snacks, uh, b- basically deep fried fritters. Uh, stuffed with um, anything from bean to fish. And there's a lot of veggie items when it comes to that range of eating. See, I, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> Everything you're, you're talking <laughs> well, about you sounds really great. Well, I, I should go. Well, I've known about your food tours for a while and I've had a few friends who've gone and I've always thought that looks amazing. And and everything that uh, I see people you know, posting and tweeting is new to me. It's stuff mm-hmm. that I, I, look, I look at it and I, I read about what's in it and I know I know I would like it. I know that it would be delicious and it would be new. And I I love that idea of discovering. Um, So we're going to talk a bit more after the break as well. You can um, text in 71010. Let us know about your favorite food, like your hidden gem, that place that's, you know, in a plaza, a strip mall, you know, and wherever it is, whether it's Rexdale, Brampton, um, let us know. We'd love to share that with our listeners because those are the places, as Suresh mentioned, oftentimes don't have the means to promote themselves. So it's kind of nice to be able to let someone know like, hey, this is the best place to get a, a fresh spring roll or a great roti. Mm-hmm. Uh, so text in 71010. Let us know your your favorite hidden gems. Uh, if you have a question uh, for Suresh, you can also call in 416-872-1010. We'll talk a bit more about uh, the places that he does go to visit. So you'll get a little preview uh, without having to go on the food tour of some of his favorite places, some of the dishes. And one thing I want to ask him too is like how to order, because that's what intimidates me when I go into a place with cuisine that's unfamiliar to me. I get very shy and a little bit flustered. So we'll talk about that after the break. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. 
Welcome back to the show. Thanks for your text. Uh, 71010. If you have a question for Suresh, you can also call in 416-872-1010. Or if you've got a favorite, you know what? If you have a favorite dish, like in a place that you would never expect to find such an amazing uh, meal, feel free to let us know. 416-872-1010. My guest is food and drink writer Suresh Dosh. Uh, some might call him the the um, unofficial food ambassador to Scarborough. That's actually what the Toronto Star called him in a recent article. Uh, great food ambassador, period, for the area where he grew up, which is in Scarborough. Um, and you lived there. Remind me, how long did you live there? I've, I lived in Scarborough for about the last 15 years okay. or so. Yeah. But, and how old were you when you when your family moved here from Sri Lanka? So I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, moved to Toronto, like downtown Toronto, about 10, 11 years ago. Now, um, I'm getting some great texts in from listeners who are sharing their favorite places. One says, Ital Vital, I guess, Ital Vital on Pharmacy Road, south of Cornstalk, Jamaican vegetarian. Delicious. That sounds good. Uh, Rob from Brampton says, Thai pepper on Fisherman Drive here, Ontario, just south of Sandalwood. Excellent Thai food, limited seating and takeout. So this is the thing. These are places that, you know what, as someone who lives in the city... I don't know about them. Yeah, you're not going to see it in a top 10 list on Blog TO, right? I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, like there, there's the difference between these commercial places that get a lot of attention and places that are run by mom and pops that don't really get a lot of attention and lot, not a lot of foot traffic. So it's really the locals that are going there and support, supporting these places. Now, food, you know, uh, where this show focuses a little bit more on uh, on food, and I know that often the guests are downtown, you know, Toronto area. Uh, it's nice to have someone come on and talk about the 905 areas because, yay, you know what? There's a lot of people that live out there too. Mm-hmm. And there's yes. a lot of people who, who also need to eat. Just yeah. the places aren't as flashy sometimes, right? Because the, I would imagine the competition isn't quite the same because it's not the, it's not the crazy rents of, you know, um, let's say King and Spadina. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Um, now, when you, I'm asking people to, you can keep texting in at 71010. Um, the food tours that you run out of Scarborough, that started just because people were asking you because they knew of you as, hey, Suresh, you used to live in Scarborough. Let me, maybe he knows of a place to go for dumplings. Yeah, I mean, so I've been writing about food for quite some time and Twitter tends to be a sandbox for stuff that doesn't really make it onto to the web or, or print. So, you know, like on any given week, I'm hitting maybe 12 to 14 restaurants. What? Here. Well, I mean, Ugh. we're not talking full meals. Right, right. Like, You're just having little bites. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, exploring, if I'm writing an article on, you know, samosas, I'm going to easily hit 10 places in a couple of days because I have to find good samosas. So I would post my, you know, adventures on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, just essentially for me, it's like, hey, found this really cool thing. Here's a photo. Here's where to get it. And that's it. Um, so I think I was just doing that so much, you know, eating through Mississauga and my parents still living in Scarborough and visiting them once a week or so. Um, you know, people just understood that I knew the area, uh, really well. So I would get pinged for recommendations on where to get, you know, pastries in, um, East Scarborough or where to go for roti in Mississauga. And it just developed from there. Now we've got, uh, Greg, uh, actually calling in. Let's see. Hey, Greg. Uh, Hi there. how's it going? Good. Uh, yeah, I live in Hamilton, and uh, we were doing a work project out in Brampton last year. And um, my employees and I, we used to stop by this little place. I can't remember the. I could drive it right now, but I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. It was a. It was a Sri Lankan restaurant. Like you said, it's just one of those little mom and pop places in a, in a strip plaza. And uh, oh, it was so good. I, I strongly recommend. If nobody's, if, if you haven't ever been to one of these places, do you remember what you ate? 
we, you know what, we were working there for in the neighborhood for about two months, yeah. and I think we ate everything off the menu. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, we, to tell you the truth, we were the only white guys ever ever go in <laughs> there, and I, we just loved it. And See, the, the owner used to, uh, we would go in there so often, the owner used to come out and greet us, and they'd be playing Bollywood movies in there, and they, it was just so out of our element, uh, you know, from Hamilton up here. And um, we just absolutely love the place. We went to a couple places around there, and I, I strongly recommend, if you don't know what to order, just ask, and they'll be more than happy to help you out and, uh, and give you something you haven't tried, and you'll probably love it. You know, you're quite adventurous, um, Greg, because I think what keeps some people from uh, going into, let's, you know, the word ethnic food doesn't doesn't bother me, so I, yeah. I, I use it quite uh, freely. But, uh, you know, the reason that uh, I get a little bit nervous going into a restaurant that, you know, makes a certain type of cuisine that I'm not familiar with is I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know Mm -hmm. what it is. And I get nervous. And I know that some of, that's why some of my friends will say to me, they're like, I want to go to dim sum, but I want to go with you because I don't want to be the, I'm like, you'll never be the only white person at dim sum. Trust me. That will (laughs) never be an issue. And you can kind of point to what other people eat, but what even brought you in there in the first place? I'm a big fan of Indian food, but it's a lot, I mean, what what you get in Brampton is a lot different than you would get out here. Like out here in Hamilton, Indian foods, uh, it's kind of like the the Chinese food out here, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're all over the place. They're all fairly similar. But when you go out there, they're little mom and pop shops. So, uh, like, like, uh, like you guys said, it's, 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 you know, family recipes and they're, they're, it's different than anything you've ever had. And it's cheap too. I mean, we're, we're getting lunch. We would one meal from the, from this place would uh, be enough for the two of us. It would be like six dollars, right? so we'd be spending you know three dollars each for lunch. So we, we'd be going there uh, two three times a week. Yeah, I, well, I don't <laughs> we blame you. Know, we got to know them, and they got to know us. So it was uh, it was a pretty good experience. That's great. Well, now you you're telling everyone about it. So it's great. Thanks so much, Greg. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. And then we've got Rose on the line. Let's see, uh, Rose, you've got a, a little bit of a hidden gem somewhere. Yes, it's a butter tart. Uh, I was oh, in I love butter Ontario. Tarts. Yeah, I, it's a little village, and I really forgot the name of the little tea room. But I have never tasted anything like it. So where was it again? Sterling, Ontario. I okay, think it's near Batawa, Trenton, mm-hmm. in that area. And so you had like the best butter tart. That's very Canadian. That sounds really yummy. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks so much, Rose. Okay. So that's the thing is like you need to know about these little places. Yeah, um, there's no easy way to do that, right? I mean, no. you kind of just have to explore. Yes, that's true. And, uh, and be adventurous. Like Greg was saying, yeah. he just he's like this tiny little plaza, Sri Lankan place yeah. in a plaza. He's like, we walked in, discovered that we loved it, and ate there three times a week. So, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're working, obviously, um, in, in corporate or something, the chances are really good that your coworkers also know where to go. Yeah. So it's always helpful to chat with your coworkers or chat with your friends and figure out, like, where they go to eat. Um, you know, that's kind of like how I built my list uh, in the early days. It's like you, uh, I, you know, I used to work for the government and uh, I would have like tons of different, uh, you know, coworkers there from different backgrounds. And every lunchtime I'd be like, okay, so where do you go to get Guyanese <laughs> food, right? Where yeah. do you go to get Indian food? You want to go to the source. Like yeah. I, and sometimes I feel I fail that because I'm Asian, but I didn't grow up here. So yeah. a lot of people, I get emails all the time and I always feel like I'm letting people down. People will ask me like, where can I get good, authentic something, something I'm like, I don't know, but I bet you could in Markham, yeah. and I bet you could in Richmond Hill. I just don't know these. You know, I'm not necess- 
I'm not the best ambassador for Asian food in this city. I always have to look to to other people. But right. you know, it's it's going to someone asking their parents sometimes, right? Oh, totally. like, where yeah. they go, and they'll have recommendations for you. So after the break, we're going to talk a bit more about. Uh, we'll actually get Suresh to tell us some of his favorite places in Scar- Scarborough that you should try. So whether or not you live in the area or you're just driving by, uh, he swears that these have these places have some of the best food that you've ever eaten, and they're also some of the places that he takes people to on his food tours. We'll tell you a bit more about that as well. We're going to take a quick break here on The Pay Chen Show. You're listening to In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome back to the show. Just a quick reminder that uh, tomorrow I'll be broadcasting live from Toronto Taste. Uh, and we'll be live from 5 to 7 p.m. Zane Kaplansky will be co-hosting, as will Bob Bloomer and John Catucci. So it's going to be... It's going to be a wild show, and we're just going to drink water. Um, well, actually, they do serve uh, alcohol down there, and I always refuse it, but no one else does. I'm like, no, no, I'm working. And everyone else is like, yeah, I'm working. Give me another pint. So uh, tune in tomorrow here on a News Talk 1010 from 5 to 7 p.m., and we'll be chatting with some of the great chefs in the Toronto area who are taking part in uh, Toronto Taste. And, of course, this is the big fundraiser for Second Harvest. And uh, Second Harvest, what they do is they rescue food, so from restaurants, grocery stores, other places, food that might go to waste, and then they're able to distribute it to um, to shelters and food banks, schools, and other places to make sure that um, the food gets uh, gets eaten and uh, that they can fill up some hungry bellies. So we've been talking about food for the show. My guest is food and drink writer Suresh Dosh. He has uh, been known in, in some circles as like a go-to guy for a lot of food that is perhaps, you know, not as well known in, in mm-hmm. the food circles. Like you said, they're not going to make any big you know, top 10 list of any major publication. And uh, you grew up in uh, in Scarborough from Sri Lanka. And actually, I wanted to mention, too, that you went back to Sri Lanka. You were there this past year. Was yes. it this year? Yes. And yep. then the year before. So you went twice in two years, which is a big, it's a big trip. And most people don't go that often. Yep. Um, but before that, it had been 25 years since you went back to the place where you were born. Yeah, almost to the month, 25 years. Yeah, We left because of the Civil War, like most people uh, left Sri Lanka. So, you know, part of the biggest diaspora in Toronto outside of uh, Sri Lanka and got the chance to go back with the World Nomads Group. It's mm-hmm. a travel insurance company that does a lot of food tours. You won a contest, I right? Won, yes, I won yeah. a contest. Um, basically submitted a recipe for a spicy crab curry, mm-hmm. one, and Went to Sri Lanka, explored it for a good 12 days and hit like 10 to 12 towns. Wow. Fell in love with the country all over again with my adult eyes um, and nose and ears and mouth and everything. Uh, and then decided I wanted to go back and see if I could, you know, if I if I had my way, I'd go back like once a year and explore really? that part of the world. Yeah. What, uh, why did it take you so long to go back? Um, I, I think we were just worried about, you know, repercussions from the mm-hmm. war and the war has been over for about seven years now. Uh, and I don't know, like I've just been traveling everywhere else and I think it's just, it was just a lack of commitment to the amount of time I would need to actually just take that country in. You can't just go for a weekend or a week. You got to yeah. go for at least, you know, 10 to 10 days, but ideally, you know, two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah to have enough time to actually explore it properly. Yeah. Um, you can text in at seven ten ten. Uh, many of you have been sending in your great hidden food gems from, you know, different little plazas and areas around, uh, around the GTA. So please continue to do that. Uh, Suresh, the story that was written about you in the, in the um, Toronto Star that highlighted your food tours, and it actually lists a couple of places that are on your tour. Um, you, do you, are there certain 
staples that when you decide, when a group signs up, and you usually take six people, so it's mm-hmm. a really small group, uh, when they sign up, is there something where you're like, you know what, I want to make sure they taste this food? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, there are themes for the tours. So, for example, like last week I did a, a Middle Eastern pastry tour. I'm all over that. Uh, so this was a request from uh, you know a longtime fan, and she wanted to take her husband and her two sisters on a Middle Eastern pastry tour. So basically, we went to Patisserie Royale for Lebanese uh, pastries in Scarborough. Then we hit Crown Pastries for Syrian pastries, and they're very similar. So you know, like flaky, crusty dough with um, stuffed, like you know, picture a croissant stuffed with pistachios and honey, mm-hmm. or you know, soir, like this wonderful like flaky doughs layered with honey um, and nuts. Then we went to Baklava King in Mississauga, so from Scarborough to Mississauga, for more um, Lebanese uh, pastries. And we also checked out Adoni, so like the, 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 the Montreal market that opened in um, in Toronto about a couple of years ago. It's basically, you know, a supermarket, and mm-hmm. um, they focus on a lot of Middle Eastern fare. Oh, nice. And they have a really big spread of Middle Eastern pastries. Whoa, it, I love pastries. It's not the greatest, but, you know, if you couldn't go anywhere else, I'd go mm-hmm. to Adoni, yes. Okay. So when you um, – because the, the tour, when you first started it, what was the theme for that one? So when I first started it, it was essentially a mix of everything. It was um, roti. Mm-hmm. It was Sri Lankan food quite heavily, obviously. Uh, because of requests and pho, so like some of the best oh. pho places um, are in Scarborough and and uh, outside of the downtown core. So it was a, it was a mix in the very beginning. Because basically the idea was, you know, I'm encouraging chefs, I'm encouraging food writers and other super foodies to get out of the downtown core and eat. So for me, it was the opportunity to give them a snapshot of mm-hmm. the various styles of food um, in, in Scarborough and in North York. So we'd we'd start off, you know, with a coffee and a snack at some place. And we drastically, the food would change from place to place. Now, when you take people out, so it's, uh, what's your website? Because I know that's going to come up. Uh, com. Okay, so D-O-S-S dot yes. com. And your food tours are, they're quite popular. So yep. people do have to book in advance and you mm-hmm. keep the groups rather small. And I think now you're sort of um, at the mercy of your, your own success a little bit because so many people do want to do these food mm-hmm. tours. So... You've also taken what I like, uh, vi- visitors, like visiting chefs have like chefs from other countries have come here and they come to the city for, it could be, um, you know, a food event or something like yeah. that. And so they often see, you know, a, da- a downtown hotel and downtown restaurants, yeah. but you've taken them out to the burbs as well. Yeah. Again, the opportunity for them to go out outside of the downtown core is very limited because, you know, they usually don't have cars. They usually don't know how to get around and transit's mm-hmm. pretty bad uptown in terms of, now, you, if you want to go to a place in need, you'd probably go to one place, but you wouldn't go to more than one. Yeah. So this is where I come in where, you know, I'll literally pick them up at nine in the morning. We'll hit, you know, anywhere from five to ten places, depending on how much they can handle. Because I do <laughs> I do break people's stomachs. I do like that the, um, the tour, there's like a warning, which is like, don't overdo it. And also people bring coolers to take the leftover food home. Yeah. So I encourage that. I mean, this is not the kind of thing where you say to yourself... I want to go have a meal in Scarborough. My tours are not really designed for that. Mm-hmm. It's to give you, it's a care package for me. It's like, I'll take you on a day and I'll show you a dozen places. And, you know, next time you're in Scarborough, you can pick from any of those places and then you can go have a great meal. But during my tour, you know, there's there's a pace and I like to keep that pace. <laughs> and I don't want to show you as much as I can show you before I let you go. 
So in, in those dozen places, you're not going to have a dozen meals. So people have to keep that in mind. You're not sitting down to 12 lunches. Yeah. Well, usually there's six of us in a mm-hmm. group. Um, I, I, don't, I don't usually have any tours larger than six. We'll go to a place and we'll have their signature dishes and we'll share. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. And then you can have a little taste of it yeah. and then decide if you like it enough uh, to go back. Uh, we'll also talk to Suresh about some of the places he's discovered recently. I know he went on a, a bit of a Somali food tour mm-hmm. with yes. a friend of his. So we'll talk about that. And you hit places outside of Scarborough. So I think it was at Brampton and Rexdale? Yeah, we went to Etobicoke, Rexdale, and Brampton, which is the biggest Somali diaspora, I think, because they live near the airport. And I'd like you to actually describe to me what, what Somali food is, and also Zanzibar food, which was in the article written by Karan. Um, I didn't, and I don't mean any offense, but Zanzibar, I when I read it, I was like, Zanzibar, it's at Strip Club on Young Street. I don't know if it's still there, but that's because when I went to Ryerson, it was around the corner. Yeah. Well, Karen and I, we didn't go to the Strip Club. We <laughs> went to a restaurant that specializes in Zanzibar. Well, I'm going to find out what Zanzibar food actually is, and we'll do that after the break. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. This is The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your text as well. 71010. Uh, you've been texting in with your favorite little hidden food gems that are outside of the city. And I know we have a lot of listeners that live in other parts of the GTA. It's not just downtown Toronto. And there's some great food to be had in the 905 regions. And uh, Suresh Dash is here. He's a food and drink writer. He also does food tours of um, of the Burbs, mainly Scarborough right now, because that's the area that he grew up in. And I just read out a text to him during the commercial break. Uh, Alima's Roti in Brampton. So good. And Suresh is like, I know it. It's great. Yeah? Yeah, it's really good. I'm so craving roti right now. So we've been talking about some of the great places that are outside of the downtown core, little mom and pop shops that you might not really know about because let's admit, let's they don't run commercials. They don't have uh, advertising budget. They probably don't have websites or Twitter. If they're like my parents, they don't even have a phone number. Yeah, exactly. You know, like my parents have had a business for uh, like 30 years and it's never had a phone mm-hmm. number, uh, which is really, I think I, I keep, I'm like, you know, you should have at least one way for people to contact you, but it's not their priority. So you can't phone in a dumpling order? No. <laughs> they At one point they did when she had like a little soup and sandwich place, that place had a phone number. But the, for the past few years, if you want to, if you want a catering order, you go down to wow. the Halifax market yeah. and you tell my yeah. mom when you want your steam buns or your dumplings, and then she'll make sure they're ready for you to be picked up. You but, should partner up with the Uber Eats or something. <laughs> in Halifax, I don't know that it, I don't think it exists out there. And it, they'd have a, a bit of a long haul to go. So you actually did a bit of a Somali food tour this week. I saw that on Twitter. Yes. So I took um, Bashir Mounier, who's a Toronto chef. He owns the My Little Dumplings store um, on Greenwood, uh, Queen East. So... You know, like I haven't really had that much Somali food, mm-hmm. um, and there's not a lot of it in Scarborough. So we were chatting one day. I know of a couple of places. He knew of a couple of places, and we decided, okay, why don't we uh, get in a car and spend a, an afternoon eating? And he took me to a, f- a few places around Rexdale, uh, Etobicoke, and Brampton, and we we had some really really amazing food. Somali food, you know, is very heavily influenced by Indian food and by um, Italian food, being mm-hmm. a coastal city. Um, Bashir was born in Mogadishu and um, he classically trained um, in Toronto and has worked in Italy. And he was really able to show me that that melting pot um, in, in Somali food. So we saw like, you know, samosas mm-hmm. that are very, very Indianish, And we saw like pasta being served with oh. like stewed goat, like yeah. curry. It was really, really interesting. Now, there, uh, what kind of flavors are in Somali food? There's certain spices. Like I'm not familiar with it, but I... I 
I'm a fairly adventurous eater, but it's just that, like I said, I live downtown and sometimes if I'm not too sure of a place, I, I'm a bit nervous to go in on my own and yeah. order something. There's, there's a range of use in the spices because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the spice food really has uh, elevated the, um, the arsenal in terms of what they can use. But you, you notice a lot of cumin mm-hmm. and you notice a lot of black pepper. So, I mean, like we went to this one place called Istar which uh, is in Etobicoke. So, I mean, if you just Google Istar Restaurant, it'll come up, I-S-T-A-R. And they had some of the best samosas I've had in quite some time. <gasps> really? So, What made it stand out? Okay, so here's the thing. When you go and have samosas at Indian restaurants in Mississauga or even some places in Scarborough, there's a lot of potato that's stuffed yes. into it to you know fill it up. Yep. This restaurant didn't use any potato, and it was basically the spiced meat, so either fish or beef, mm-hmm. uh, with quite a bit of cumin um, and, and other spices. Um, so you, you're not getting any filler, and it was really, really delicious. So this one restaurant goes through about 325 samosas a day before 3 p.m. Wow. Um, you know, they're not, they're not priced like some places in Scarborough where you buy five for a dollar. I think yeah. they were like two for a dollar, which is still... Still, that's a yeah. deal because you can't get anything for a dollar in this yeah. city. So while well, on Queen West, you can get a samosa for like eight ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> With a pint of IPA. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we had amazing samosas. Uh, we had um, some delicious rice and goat. Mm-hmm. It's basically like stewed goat. And we, we, we had some, some delicious vegetables. Now, uh, was there anything that you ate for the first time that you'd never had before because you were on this Somali food tour? Yeah, I mean, um, so there's this thing called mufa, which is a traditional bread of um, brava uh, in Somalia. And it's like this fermented bread, like, you know, like pretty thick bread. And it's served with something called an mboga. If I, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's basically a stew of carrots, potatoes, and, and onions. And you kind of you know, take this bread, it's, you know, it's got that fermenty flavor, and you dip it with, it with the mboga, or you have it with this thing called beef sukar, which is stewed beef with onions. And I've never had that before. And it's got a really interesting, um, slightly pungent flavor, but really comes together really nicely. This sort of like sweet, sorry, it's like salty and savory and tangy notes. Now, you've had uh, or you've taken people to a place that serves Zanzibar food. Yes. I have no idea what that is. Well, so loosely Tanzanian food. So Mm -hmm. Zanzibar is an archipelago off Tanzania. And um, there's just one restaurant in um, the border of uh, North York and Scarborough on Ellesmere Road called Caribou. Uh, It's K-A-R-I-B-U. Owned by... Oh, okay, with a K. All right, yeah, so I would never Google it properly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's funny, uh, Car, I took Car on there and we, he Googled it and he couldn't find a listing. So this place doesn't even have a Yelp listing, which may really you know, scare some people because, you know... People more, like to they like to read a little bit yeah, about it, like what's on the menu. They want track record. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but this place is amazing. It's owned by, you know, this lovely couple and they'll talk your, your ears off when you go in there. <laughs> But um, literal, like literal hole in the wall. Like you would never go in there unless someone told you to go in. Um, and it's in this plaza that has like 15, 16 different restaurants in it. And these guys, again, um, Tanzanian food is heavily influenced by Indian food again. Mm-hmm. So you have this wonderful biryani that they, that they make there. You know, it's got the African spices and the Indian touch to it. They also have this thing called Zanzibar mix, which is basically – you know, imagine like the ends of samosas, like the crusty bits of samosas. Oh, the, the crusty corners, like the crisp corners, yeah. 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 Uh, mixed with yogurt, um, dal, chana, uh, in a, and some tangy chutney. And it's in this bowl. 
and you kind of just scoop it around and you get these wonderful mix of textures from like this cooling yogurt mm -hmm. to like crunchy samosa bits to like the soft chana. It's super delicious. And it's the only place that I know that has this dish called Zanzibar Mix. So do, do they create it perhaps? No, it's it's a very traditional item. Oh, you it just is don't... okay. <laughs> so it's an actual, it's a real traditional item. Now, uh, because your background is Sri Lankan and uh, the, influences a lot of the restaurants that you take people to on your tours, for someone like myself who's never been into a Sri Lankan restaurant, and for our listeners who are perhaps have been listening this past hour and thinking, you know what, this sounds really good and I want to try it, when they walk into a place like one of these plazas, one of the places that you do on your food tours, um, what is something that you think they should try or is there a certain way that they should order food that you think would make them experience it um, better? So for all these places that I've been to, everyone's usually very, very nice. Um, so if you, you know, time it so that you go in when it's not that busy, um, you take a few minutes to ask questions, point at something if there's a display case with food in it. What I tend to do is when I go to a new place and I know nothing about it, I will just stand and wait for a few minutes and see what everyone else is ordering. Oh, good tip. And that's usually an indication as to what's going on, mm -hmm. right? So like if, if you're standing at a roti place and everyone's ordering goat over chicken, that's usually a sign that maybe the goat is a specialty. But, you know, it doesn't help, to, it doesn't hurt to, to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I always recommend that you should go with a couple of friends and try as much as you can, you know, because it's better to, to share four or five yeah, it gives you a better – uh, it's a better reflection of what the restaurant offers if you can taste a couple of yeah. dishes when you're on your own. This is one thing about traveling solo sometimes yeah. I find um, that is you know, a, a bit disappointing is that there's only so much you can order as one person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, let's – we'll mention your website again. is sureshdosh.com, so D-O-S-S. -S. You also do food events. So let's talk about the next one that's coming up. Yeah, I mean uh, the idea is if you, you know, we, we try to organize – Food events that bring together some of the best restaurants in the city. It's something that I do maybe three or four times a year. We do, curry fest is our thing, so we do a curry fest every year. We have one coming up called Pinchos, which is our third annual Spanish tapas festival. And is that what? So for people who don't know what pinchos are, is that pinchos is a form of tapas, mm -hmm. which is uh, shared plates and bites, and it's a Basque uh, version of tapas and coming from the north northern part of Spain. So we, you know, the Spanish food has been pretty hot in Toronto in the last couple of years, and we wanted to kind of bring the best that Toronto has to offer in Spanish food and, you know, create a festival where you have like bar type uh, restaurants like Barovel, uh, restaurants like Cava, presenting this, this menu of uh, pinchos, like tapas, very, very um, much like what you would find in San Sebastian in Spain, where you'd walk from bar to bar, you'd have a little glass of wine or beer, and you'd just nibble. It's great. It's a great way to eat. It's mm -hmm. very. It's a very social way of eating as well. Absolutely. Now, uh, just, we have a little bit of time left. What cuisine do you feel, uh, or like what type of ethnic cuisine or country or influence, um, do you feel is not, uh, hasn't been discovered uh, as much as it should be in the GTA? So I think the last couple of years we've, we've been um, romancing with Middle Eastern food. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can blame it on Otto Lenghi and a bunch of chefs that are trying to do really interesting stuff with Middle uh, Eastern and Mediterranean food. But I think the, the, the focus is now slightly shifting towards Southeast Asia, to parts of Indonesia, Cambodia, uh, Malaysia, and Singapore. So you're starting to hear, you know, rumblings about new places that are opening up that are specializing in regional foods from that part of the world. And I think that's very exciting because the flavor profiles in terms of like you know, the kinds of foods you can have mm -hmm. are just insane. Is there a place that comes to mind that you could like toss out there as a go-to? Well, um, I'd say my go-to Malaysian place, mm -hmm. if you're with a small group, if yeah. you're just one or two people, it's definitely a place called One Two Snacks. Like and, oh, 
O-N-E, like number one? O-N-E. Yeah. Two as in the number two. Yeah. Snacks. Okay. Um, and where's that? It's in Scarborough. All it's right. It's like a hole in the wall. It's yeah. a tiny place. Maybe has seats for six people. Okay. Uh, it serves the best Malaysian laksa. So really? you think of pho, you think yeah. of ramen, and then you think of laksa, which is like the queen of noodle soups. Um Pho and ramen do not have anything on laksa. Really? And you're talking to the Asian. I'm like, pho, which is the Vietnamese, which some people say pho, but it's pho. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think noodles and soups have been a big thing in the last five years because ramen kind of exploded in the city. So now it's very commonplace. But laksa, you're saying this is the place. This is the place. Uh, If you want a sit-down restaurant type of experience, then Mm -hmm. it's Restaurant Malaysia that has a great laksa. And they do some awesome um, chicken on rice. Um, So I think you're going to see more of that. You're going to see definitely more Singaporean food. There are definitely some, you know, festivals that pop up here and there too that focus on stuff, and you and you see pop up vendors that are testing out these concepts. So I think you'll see new restaurants in the next year. All right, and that's what we should be trying out. Thanks so much, Suresh, and Thank you can you, always Kate. find him on his website, Suresh.com. Hope you enjoyed, and I hope you get out uh, get out somewhere different and try a new dish. And I'd love to hear about it. You can always tweet me at Paychan. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back next Saturday, and don't forget tomorrow, broadcasting live from Toronto Taste, five to seven p.m. That did.